Well, hey there, kids. Welcome back to another episode of Nagel Mind Your Business, where we dive into the minds of local business owners and find out what uh, made them who they are, how they get into that business, all the little different inner workings. Well, you've probably heard me uh, do a commercial or two for a place called Aqua Pump, only in Stafford, Connecticut, by the way. And I sat down with the, uh, the owners of Aqua Pump, uh, Scott and Victor, and uh, they gave me a little insight on how the whole water business works. And uh, some of it uh, can be a bit unnerving, but it's also nice to know that there's two guys out there that are that are there in an emergency in case you need one with your water systems. Here's the guy, uh, Scott Victor from Aquapump on Nagel Mind Your Business, an exclusive podcast here at rock102.com. All right, we are here with uh, Scott and Victor from Aquapump, only in Stafford, Connecticut, by the way. Morning, How you Steve. doing, guys? Good morning. Well, well, we we don't really try to address what time of day oh, it is right. because it's a podcast. It could be any time of the day. It could be nighttime right now. Sounds good. But I'm glad you guys uh, you, you came in and uh, you wanted to do uh, some of these podcasts where I, I kind of like get into what you do down there. I mean, I know I do the commercials for you, but. but yeah, no, you. thanks for having us. We're yeah. excited to talk about, you know, a few different topics here. That's so, yeah, let me let me let me ask you about uh, Aqua Pump. This company, uh, we were talking off the air last week. Seventy years or so. Yes, yeah, seventy plus years. So, so tell me how this this whole how, how does one get into the well business? Well, actually, our grandfather started way back in the in the forties, uh, down in Hartford Bloomfield area of Connecticut, mm-hmm. and uh, he was uh, a pig farmer and decided that he wanted to do something that we always had. Work to do, yeah, and people needed. He he loved the water industry, so he went into it slowly but surely. Um, did water pumps, then bought a well drilling rig and did water wells and pumps from there. So. Now, now was the inspiration from the, for the for the well business was that because of the farming? Like, was, uh, hey, uh, we need some more irrigation here, uh, or what's? It was going actually on? because of the depression. Okay, so that eliminated a lot of jobs. And he wanted to have a job that was always needed, irregardless of the economy. So Undertaker was out of the question. Oh, Undertaker was out of the question. Well it, digger. It is boiled the next down best to thing. no. Uncle Vinny <laughs> had the Undertaker. Portion. Oh yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. So, so you do have you have an Undertaker in your family? <laughs> no, too? I'm kidding. Oh, no. Okay. Right. But no. it boiled down to three three topics. Is what he, I remember him telling me was mm-hmm. food, clothing, or water, mm-hmm. and he picked water. Sold all the animals. Yeah. And bought a drill rig. Made a contract with the salesman that sold him the drill rig that he had to work with him for two weeks if he was in, in order to buy the rig oh. because he didn't know how to drill. He wanted to learn how he to drill. He wanted to learn how to drill. So that's how he got into it, and we were born into it. So here we are. That, yeah, so then how was that? Like, So did you guys start working uh, when you were kids as you know teenagers or something like that? When you were, No, you were, teenagers? No, yeah. we started way before that. Yeah. So you know, carrying tools back and forth from the truck and you know family business so we helped our father with, at a very young age yeah so you know we it's in our blood here here's the here's the thing that would get me about a job like that because i would imagine that because you work with you know wells and tight spaces and things like that you're crawling into places that you probably can't you know, uh, a guy like my size might have a little trouble uh, getting into uh, like crawl spaces and things like that. Is that 
uh, something that you deal with, I w- would imagine? One would think. Yeah. But if you saw my dad crawl into these sp- spaces, you'd think he was a, an acrobat He's a or superhero. Yeah. Yeah. He's a superhero. All right, yeah. There you go. Um, but, but like, like, like you have to, you can't, you couldn't have claustrophobia doing a job like that. Oh, no, I mean, it's you difficult. Have... It's difficult. Yeah, I, I've battled with that. So you just need to get in the right mindset. Yeah. And, and Hope there's no snakes and go in. Well, that's the other thing too. I remember, uh, you know, my uh, my what was it? Uh, this this you know mice and things like that. I, we we had this old cross. We had this old farmhouse that I lived in in upstate New York, and it had this old crawl space to it. And there was nothing but snake skins in there because they were like shedding the snake skins. But I remember the guy having to go down to fix the well. There was a problem with the uh, one of the pipes or something and he had to go in there and crawl his way in there and I'm like what's it like down there and he's like you don't want to know uh, but we also used that crawl space because my my grandmother's bedroom uh, sat underneath w- the end of it the end of the crawl space so this this is going back like 30 years ago. Did you go under there and tap the floor in the middle of the night? So my brother-in-law <laughs> knows my one of my sisters is sleeping in that room now. Now my grandmother doesn't occupy it anymore. So he goes in in the middle of the night at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Get out of my bed. This has nothing okay. to do with Wells, by the way. I just wanted to give but you a But it's a great story. It is a great story. I think that's a, you know, that's a way. You could do that. You could scare people when you go into their homes. Oh, absolutely. You don't, you don't want to do that. possibly no. maybe have done that before. Oh, well, there you go. See, this is all the hijinks that go on behind yeah. the scenes at, the, uh, the, at Aqua Pump. Well, you try to have fun at work, right? Yeah. So some of, the, some of the spaces, you're right, are quite interesting. A couple of our clients actually had their well. Mm-hmm. in a bomb shelter. So you went into the basement, crawled about 40 feet through a concrete tunnel to another room where the well was located separately from the house, underground. So the, that was going back to the old wow. Cold War era, right? With the with the war and worried about the bomb coming and having another space. So that's that's another weird kind of situation where yeah. you're... 40 feet from the house, there's a well, and it's in a room underground working on the well. That's crazy. I wouldn't be able to do a job like that. That's why I give people – that's why I always hire experts. We talk about it on the commercials. Like, I'm hiring an expert to do this because I don't – there's no way I am going crawling through a space or anything to try to do it yourself right. kind of method. And, and that's why you do call the experts. Right. And to even find a well – Sometimes it's difficult, especially when it's snowing. Yeah, the older wells, right? Old you know, or, snow. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, again, living in upstate New York for uh, for many years when I was a kid, there was a, we had to have a guy come over to find out where to drill for a well because the the, the well was drying up that we had. And he he was a, he was Native American. Did and he, he use the dowsing rods? No, well, he used a weeping willow branch. Yes, it, and he it, walked around on the property, and he fe- and with, and when the weeping willow branch pointed down, pointed yeah. down, he knew where the water was. That's yeah. crazy. But it has to be a certain branch and and all. But tell you what, our father yeah. is really good at that. He he can find water pretty well. Victor here, my brother. Yeah, he's good at it. I I got none of it. Okay. Don't ask me. I've All tried right. it. It doesn't work. But I've seen people where they can hold the, the sticks, and it literally twists in their hands. You can't stop it. 
like two sticks and, and yeah. where they cross that's, is where the water is. That, that's crazy how the forces of nature work like that in order to tell people that there's something underground. I think that yep. I think that's kind of neat. Now, is it? Have you? What is the secret though? There must be. So, so it really boils down to yeah. diverting magnetic north. Mm-hmm. So the water is going to have some type of magnetic pull, especially with elements in it. And the more that's there, the more that it will deflect magnetic north. Yeah. So in in the case of a willow branch, that I don't understand the technology or the yeah, science right. behind it. <laughs> but when you have a like a coat hanger or a metal rod in your hands, you're mm-hmm. actually deflecting metal north by the by the current of the water traveling and electrical electrical magnetic pull of that pipe. That's wildly fascinating. I never and knew it'll actually follow the length yeah. of the pipe. The, the the rod will actually twist and follow the pipe. So if you walk over the pipe, that rod will twist all the way in oh, your hand all the way right. around. Yeah. Now how much how far down is water? Because there's water underneath us all the time, right? Uh, and, pretty and much. We're lucky in the northeast. Yeah. We have water all over the place. You get out in the Midwest, they're they're in trouble. Arizona right now, they're Oh, it, it's it's scary. They're pumping water. I, they have it trucked in and put into tanks for their yeah. houses. What good is a house without water? We we went. Uh, I took my kids. Uh, we went to the Grand Canyon. We took this helicopter trip over Lake Mead, and they show you like the level how much it has shrunk in just the last ten years, and it was like half of what it was. Ten uh, years ago, like two hundred and something feet. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's, yeah, uh, or something like that. I saw. A yeah, quick thing on that, but it's amazing. Yeah. So eventually, eventually, you run out of water, though. Even, you know, even uh, believe it or not, the same amount of water is on Earth today as there was in prehistoric time. But within, right, within but, but, small, it, but it shifts from location it, to location. It, it does. Right. So, so but so let, let's just say I have you have a well. You you dig. Let's say we dig a well right out here in the parking lot of the, the radio station. You get that water. Are you, you don't know how long that supply is going to last under there, do you? You don't, but in our area here, we have mm-hmm. a good flow in the Connecticut River Valley for the most part. Um, you know, there were all the water's coming from up north and coming down, just like the Connecticut River. Yeah. Uh, I remember years ago they did a study. I don't know exact dates. I think it was in the 70s. But they put blue dye in up way up in upstate Vermont or Maine, I believe it was Vermont and New Hampshire. Yeah. And months later, down in Connecticut, Southfield area, they were getting bluish water, and that was the... That's not Kool-Aid, right? Not Kool-Aid. That was the the ink. So they were... That's how they tracked it back then, Um, which was an interesting uh, idea. So... No, but there's a lot of water in our areas, and you get out to other parts of the state, and you find that there's a little less. You got to go a little deeper. Depends on the the rock underground, um, the type of rock where you are. Yeah, so. and it's such an important business too because this is like this is our lifeline. Water is our lifeline, and you know a lot of people have the have the luxury of having a, a city water supply system. But once you start getting outside of those city limits, uh, you know, into a town like mine, where probably ninety percent of the town has has wells. Like these are things that you really need to to think about as far as uh, safety of your water and things like that. And we're gonna we're gonna get into those other topics uh, uh, on this podcast. But that's like a, a lot of people probably don't think how 
about the safety of the of their water supply because most people I think are just ignorant like me and just say oh you just turn on the tap and the water comes out right you just th- you just from. think there's an endless supply yeah. but there isn't right right so everything's a commodity everything has a has a a, a usable amount that you can use yeah same thing in your house um you know in the olden days people put their houses right by the river right by the by the lake because of the water they wanted to have the convenience of water now we turn the water on and it just runs but if you happen to leave your garden hose on steve yeah. you know what happens yes you run out you're calling aqua pub right now as far, now as far as the business goes or do you have like uh is your is you have children that are going to eventually take this business over or do they want anything to do with it i mean how does the the family lineage uh, line of succession sometimes ends you know i mean you, you see a lot of people who, who well we're fortunate we're yeah. a third generation scott and i third generation water professional Benjamin David are fourth and yeah our, and our sons are fourth oh and, okay. uh, so yeah we do have uh we do have a legacy to pass on and yeah. they're both um being licensed now and have licenses in the water profession in both in the plumbing end and in the water um public water supply end and yeah. what I mean by that is they can run small water systems um that are on community water systems. Yeah, because believe it or not, Steve, you think of water companies as most of them being huge, bigger, larger, but there are some small water companies that need certified operators to right. watch over it, and that's that's what Victor specializes in. I, I'm also certified, um, but you know, so that, yeah, that's a good point. I wanted to ask you about like the schooling for that kind of thing. I mean, this is is this like a trade school type of thing that you go for to get certified to be uh, an expert? Is it is it a college degree thing or is absolutely? It, it's a yeah. little bit of both. Yeah. So you're going to go to trade school for a couple of years. Some of those classes for those couple of years are college courses, um, environmental safety, th- mathematical, obviously mm-hmm. things OSHA. of those nature. OSHA. Yep. Um, and all of our staff are licensed or in the process of being licensed or in the, in, and are in the apprenticeship program. And is it one of those recertification things you got to go for every so many years or so like that? Like everything else. Yeah. Like everything else. Well, you're that's because somebody countless... wants their money, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. But I think the I think the overall, uh, the continuous education in our, our uh, field is always... It's always moving, right? Mm-hmm. Like where there's new contaminants that we find in the supplies, natural or man-made, they're out there, and we see them right now, and they're very topical. Um, those things weren't maybe in our water supply naturally. Now they are. So how do we get them out? So those are some of the kind of topics that they'll yep. go over every every year. And, and we're actually going to get into some of those topics in uh, some of the forthcoming uh, podcasts that we're going to be doing. Yeah, here. I'm glad. So, yep. uh Victor, Scott from Aquapump, thanks so much for coming in today. And uh we'll be we'll be doing some more topics uh, on you know, water systems, uh, contamination, things like that. And, uh, and that's all coming up on uh, Nagel Mind Your Business. Guys, thanks so much for for coming in today. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks so thanks, much. Thanks for having us, Steve. Do it once, do it right. Find out more at aquapump.com. Stafford, uh, Connecticut. That's right. It's uh, Nagel Mind Your Business, exclusive podcast at rock102.com.